It's time for B-Movie Bonanza! <laughs> Hello! Hello! How are you? Bob Harris here from Levati 790 KFGL. And I'm Scotch from Jack FM, and today we're going to be talking about the 1987 movie Slave Girls from <laughs> Beyond Infinity. When you told me, let's do this one, I'm going, what? <laughs> so this wasn't a favorite for you, huh? Well, you know, I, I've seen, to, in my heart, I've seen, better. I've, <laughs> okay. seen better. I've seen the same, you know, I've seen the same plot on, I don't know how many different movies. Well, this is, yeah, this is the dangerous game. Yeah. I'll Redone again for, yeah, exactly. But uh, I always have and always will be a sucker. I'm always wooed by movies that have really provocative titles. And this one screamed rent me from the video shelf when I was a young man. Uh, you know, And it's another movie, too, that I have owned in multiple formats because I taped this off of uh, cable at one point on VHS. And then I ended up buying the VHS. And then years later, I had to go buy the DVD of it. I don't know why this one really? appeal, appeals to me as much as it does. That crazy about it, huh? Yeah. Because it's yeah, it's just a sexy retelling of the da- of the most dangerous game, but it's got a good cast in it. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. That's true. And I yeah, <laughs> and I'll t- I'll tell you another thing. I've actually got the full size theatrical poster of this up in my basement. No so kidding. That's how big of a fan I am in this wow. movie. Wow. Do these people know that? <laughs> I don't know. So it's got uh, Elizabeth Catan, who is from the. She was in the Vice Academy movies, and she's also in another movie called Assault of the Killer Bimbos, which I don't. Think you have seen, but and uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. So she's she's maybe the more name actress. Along I can't with, remember if I saw that one or not. That's that's the one with uh, with the, there's a girl that's like Carrie. She's got psychic powers in it. Goes up against Jason. Anyway, <laughs> and then uh, Brink Stevens is in it and Cindy Beale. And uh, it, it's about uh, some girls that escape a prison ship. They, they physically break the chains. Yeah, they pull the chains right out of its moorings into the yep. floor. Well, actually, one splits a, splits a. A link, and the other one pulls it out. I mean, the it's plastic just chains. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's where one of my favorite lines in the movie are. The girl says, "You can't break those chains." I mean, I know that it's impossible. I know it can't be done. And then she breaks the chains, and she says, "I'm just glad that you didn't know it could be done." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good stuff. So then they steal a ship, and they crash land on this planet where Zed played by Don Scribner, makes them run around in the jungle while he hunts them. That This is where another good line comes to, and they're spe- stealing the ship. Uh, she says, we need some kind of special glove to pilot the ship. And she goes, why don't you look in the glove box? And she shoots her a dirty look, and then she opens it up, and there's actually the glove in the glove box. The glove box. is right there. Yeah. So uh, a lot of good humor in this movie. And you know, by the way, they're in this ship, and, and you know, they they found these wonderful space costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're, somebody called them rabbit skins. You know, it was a rabbit skin bikini or something like, like that. Yeah, like loincloth leather oh, bikinis they're wearing. Yeah, but I they're can... slave girls from outer space. <laughs> they got to be wearing something like that. But they sure, knew, they sure knew a lot about flying saucers or flying spaceships, though. They I do. mean, well, they really they were smart upstairs. This is the 80s, and everything was in space because it was fun. And you kind of feel like some of the dialogue is written by people who have like seen Star Wars or saw Star Trek, so they just wrote down. They didn't really understand. But when they're talking about taking off and the ship they're just saying all this like spacey technical jargon that doesn't make any sense <laughs> very typical well when they the, when they get to this the, the they crash land let's put it this way right mm-hmm. and, and they and they get to this guy's castle or house or whatever you want to call it this is not a place where Peter wants to have a a, 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 a meeting right because he's the guy's a hunter and he's got everything I mean everything and more up on the walls all animal around the heads place. and human and, heads <laughs> and, and besides their scantily clad leads you've also got some uh, bickering robotic 
robotic sidekicks, which I thought were pretty funny. In the These movie. are supposed to be robots, but this is probably way, way, way before the AI time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of our artificial intelligence, by the way. I mean, uh, that, uh, because the, the one gal, the, 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 it lures them out because they wanted to go up and check the bedroom or yeah. go upstairs. She lured them out. I want to go for a swim. And the g- <laughs> robot said, oh, Right. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's so go watch. the gal out to swim. And then the other robot shows up. What are you doing here? And they go back and forth. You annoy me, so I ignore you. Yeah, they bicker like a couple of old... That was pretty funny, I yeah. thought. That was pretty funny. And you got a very hammy villain, and you got campy dialogue, and some pretty decent-looking monsters. John, John Carl Buechler designed the monsters for this movie, and he's done Ghoulies and some other mainstream movies, so he's a pretty good designer. And a really cheesy jungle set. You can tell whenever they're out in the jungle that it's filmed indoors on a set. And it's amazing, too, how uh, is it uh, Daria, was it? Tisa, how she could pick up the booby traps as they're going through uh-huh. the, uh, the uh, jungles as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's really a bright gal upstairs, except for what she wears uh, <laughs> around the area. Oh, didn't you get that, though? They set those traps. Her and the her and Brink Stevens' brother they sneak out the night before and they set the traps out in the jungle. So oh, I guess case, I missed that part. Yeah, so in case they have to go out and participate in his dangerous game, they're trying to set the the traps for Zed. So you missed some of the complicated plot <laughs> devices there. But this is maybe my twentieth time seeing it. So the other here's a part that was pretty funny. There's a climax uh, where they bop this monster with this spiked weapon, and then for some reason the the monster just blows up. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Like why did that happen? And when he blows up, the wall behind him, which is the supposedly the stone wall, kind of shakes like somebody bumped into it. And you can tell it's a cardboard wall. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. This movie, by the way, is I, I, I did a little research on it. But this movie, by the way, is really, really interesting because it, it landed on the floor of Congress. Did you oh, know about yeah. this story? Uh-huh. For the folks who don't know, you know, it's supposed to be a, a really a mainstream B movie, you know, type mm-hmm. deal. But apparently, there was a, a scene where Daria and Rick are uh, engaged in a little, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, as will happen in an R-rated movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was anyway. The movie was criticized on the floor of the U.S. Senate by none other than Jesse Helms of North Carolina, <laughs> and Senator Helms cited a case in which some of his constituents had accidentally stumbled onto the movie while flipping through cable channels as justification for the Cable Act of 1992. He wanted to force cable operators to block indecent programming unless customers specifically asked for it in writing. Oh, boy. The well, men- here's the thing. The amendment was struck down, by the way, in the next year. It's not really an erotic or overly it's sexy movie. It's it's more silly and playful. Pleasingly mindless is like what I like, like to call it. But with a title like Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity, if you picked this movie up and expected anything other than what <laughs> what it promises on the cover, I mean, it's, the, the tagline is big movie, big production, big girls. <laughs> so it's got to give you an idea that it, it's, got, it's winking at you a little bit. Yeah. This, this movie, by by the way, I, you know, it was, it was okay. I was, it's, it wasn't my favorite, but you know, I guess if it was the last one I hadn't seen on Tubi, maybe I would uh, put that on and you know, that type of thing. And, but, and I'm probably jaded because these are the, these are the first movies of this type that I watched. You know, when I was, when I was younger and realized there were actually movies like this and Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball, Bolarama and Assault of the Killer Bimbos, just on those titles alone, I would rent them. And you know, even if the movie didn't deliver what the title promised, I still was so enthralled by the, the cover art and just all of it, you know? I have to tell you real quick, because I just thought of it, uh, but one of the things that really, really made me laugh was that the, the three gals, there were three gals, by the way, there was another lady there, and they were g- being hunted down by the guy. 
and they had a map. Mm-hmm. And she said, here, why don't you hold on to the map? Well, she stuffed it in her bikini top, which she, let's, let's say she's not the most endowed girl. And she lost it because it right. couldn't hold up in it. <laughs> she says, here, you take this. You need it more than I do or something like that. Some snotty line. She so says, they had to go back and find it and yeah. then they run into what's his name. And well, and it, it's again, it's so 80s, too, because they're <laughs> supposedly running around in the jungle. And before that, they were in a slave galley on the slave ship. But they have got immaculately done up poofy hair and perfect makeup all the time. You know, oh, so yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, by they the look way, like 80s uh, heavy metal girls from those rock videos. By the way, the guy. Uh, and I get the, you know, Zed. I watched this guy when I was watching him and going, you know what? This guy reminds me of Christian Bale in American Psycho. A little bit. He's he's just got almost like, you know, the mannerisms and the, the, the words. I mean, it just reminded me of that so much. One of the things on the back of the box says, what's locked behind the doors of Zed's trophy room? Uh, is he a closet cosmetician? Sherlock Holmes never wore outfits like the slave girls from beyond <laughs> infinity. So you can watch it and solve the mystery for yourself. I, I'm giving it big thumbs up regardless. Well, I, like I say, I'm giving it uh, minor thumbs up. Get it if it's the last one on Tubi or the last one on your store shelves. Sounds great. All right. I'm Bob Harris. That's a look at your latest B-movie bonanza. Bye-bye.